सलाम नमस्ते सच्चाकाल रेडियो जिंदगी 1170 सुन रहे हैं आप 2019 इज ऑलमोस्ट कमिंग टू एन एंड और हमने अपना साथ शुरू किया था कैंडिड कॉन्वर्सेशन विद रेनू डिलन शुरू किया था जनवरी 2019 पर व्हाट आर स्टार्ट टू द ईयर और उसी तरह से ऐसे ही बैंक के साथ हम इस साल को खत्म भी करेंगे हमारे शो पर इफ यू लिस्निंग फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम आपको बता दें कैंडिड कॉन्वर्सेशन विद रेनू डिलन आता है हर ट्यूजडे सेवन टू सेवन एंड वी टॉक अबाउट थिंग्स दैट मैटर अनफिल्टर्ड अनसेंसर्ड यहाँ पर थिंग्स दैट जनरली डोंट गेट स्पोकन ऑन द रेडियो दैट्स वॉट वी टॉक अबाउट हियर ऑन आर शो दिस शो इज ब्रॉट यू बाय जीनियस किड्स और इनकी जो जीनियस हैं जीनियस एंड सीईओ एंड फाउंडर ऑफ ऑफ जीनियस किड्स जॉइंस अस हियर इन द स्टूडियो मिस रेनू डिलन हेलो एंड वेलकम हाउ आर यू वेरी वेल फाइटिंग अ कोल्ड ंग plenty of good topics lined up uh, for 2020 for January and already into mid February we're booked so and the good thing is we're at the point now where people are writing into me and saying this is what i'd like to share my story so i'm really excited awesome awesome to aapko bata de we are live on facebook live on renu dilan's page so go to candid conversations with renu dilan stay current with all our topics and whatever is coming you know for you so you can also watch her and our special guest who is here in the studio today so let's talk about aaj kaun sa topic hai what are we going to be talking about and we have a nari from narika let's talk about that yes so actually this topic is very close to my heart because i have been a victim of domestic violence myself and people find it hard to believe uh, and they're even probably more surprised that I'm very verbal about it and I believe in being verbal about it because I want people to know that if you are going through a situation like that when I was going through my situation we are going back way between 1986 to 1991 um there was no help for me and calling out to your friends forget it that's the worst thing you can ever do because they just listen to your story and then they go make it a gossip a uh, little a gossip session about it um and I really didn't know who to reach out I was very new just like many of our immigrants very new in this country and then at that time i was explaining to our guest here bindu in the lobby that at that time the immigration laws were not even in favor so um i was held hostage basically for four and a half years in a in a marriage that i didn't want to be in simply because i was on this conditional green card so i had to endure all of this uh, violence and i wish that narika had been around at that time for me we have so many organizations today and today we have with us bindu and i want to make sure i say your middle name correctly is it oman it's oman oman i said it right bindu oman fernandez who's the executive director of narika which is a 27 year old local non-profit that supports survivors of domestic violence intimate partner abuse and teen dating with free counseling legal consultation economic empowerment financial literacy and wellness program in other words all this wonderful nice english amazing adjectives basically they help people that need help let's put it that way okay for all those listening today um she's been trained as a domestic violence sexual assault and human trafficking counselor and she's very passionate about social equity domestic violence programs corporate outreach and engaging men in the dialogue around safety and wellness for all and prior to narika she was a senior policy expert at google and she owned her own pr agency for some years she's an avid motorcyclist 
interesting. <laughs> wow. Enjoys cooking on an instant pot or original cooking? Uh, original cooking. Okay, always. I'm into my instant pot these days. We can tell. Yes, I'm <laughs> posting my recipes on Facebook. And uh, and she's traveling with her husband, who's actually joined us, but he's hiding in the corner over there. And she loves traveling in her spare time, and she's working towards becoming an immigration law degree. So welcome to our show. Thank you. Always a Welcome, welcome. Yeah, and you know, actually, as uh, prime example, Bindu reached out to me and said, you know, I'd love to be on our show. And when I found out that she's with Narika, you know, I was just telling her that I was actually one of the first speakers when Narika was started back 27 years ago oh, at wow. the very first event. Um, so me and three other ladies had come on to speak. So I'm very passionate about this because of my own personal experiences. And uh, it's been a long journey. And as I mentioned to you, you know, and I mentioned to people all the time, this is not something you wake up and you get over. It, it, you, it's a long healing process. Absolutely. And you really have to be able to find people that can help you through it. Okay. So this is why I wanted to end my show this year with this topic that is so close to my heart. So... My first question to you is, what made you leave um, your PR agency and, you know, you had a corporate job and why would you do something like this? Yeah, so uh, I would say around like four years ago while I was working at Google, it started when a senior exec friend of mine actually disclosed her story. <coughs> I remember being so naive about it, like wondering why she would stay. She, you know, she, she was a successful woman. She made a lot of money. And she just disclosed the story of like 32 years of abuse. And I think it, it sparked a seed in me where I, I said, hey, there's something we need to do about it. I started volunteering the space for the last couple of years. And I think at some point last year, I said, hey, enough is enough. We need to be a part of the solution, right? And maybe dedicate some of the best years to it. So that was a jump into the non profit space and it's been amazing I'm, I'm grateful to be here and um, I, I think there's a long way to go so it just it takes all of us right so you know a lot of people always think that when we talk about domestic violence it's men bashing mm-hmm. you know I was saying that and I get all, I used to get comments all the time oh, all you're doing is bashing men and they're saying oh well there are equi- many as many men that are abused and I'm, I'm not questioning that I'm sure they are but I don't think and correct me if I'm wrong the statistics are as much in favor of men being abused as it is for women yes uh, I mean it, it definitely is that women are very much more abused than men. Of course, we do have men that are abused as well, people in the LGBTQ communities as well. However, of course, the statistics largely prove that it is women um, that are continuing to be abused, and not just physical abuse. As we've discussed, there's financial abuse, there's emotional abuse, there's immigration abuse, um, and there's just very many variations of it. Tech abuse is a big one we're seeing now. So, you know, Uh, you mentioned that. Could you elaborate on what tech abuse is? Because that was the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah, so uh, digital abuse really is around heavy monitoring of someone's phone, their laptop, really just playing just being the eye in the sky, right? Where if the woman is now going to a counselor, to an attorney, the husband is actually monitoring it, whether he's hacking into her devices or he just knows the passwords to her phone and her laptop and her Facebook account and everything. There is just a a sense of, I know exactly where you are, I know what you're doing, and I'm one step ahead of you. Uh, And so we're seeing this where when the woman finally does go to a family law attorney, husband already knows it. He knows because he's monitoring and therefore he's one step ahead. We're definitely seeing cases where they're even using their cameras in their homes to monitor their wives um, and there's nothing necessarily wrong about it when, but when in combination with a lot of other things can really continue this cycle of abuse and just hey I'm, I'm watching every step. So um, controlling you basically and, and that's putting right. the fear of God. Yeah. So, 
so to speak. Controlling, yeah. yeah. So just to take a few steps back, like sure. Narika comes in play when you know when you are already in an abusive thing, you've identified it, you are seeking help, and they go up. But there are listeners out there who are, you know, still behind the, you know, they don't want to confront, who they don't know, you know, where to go. They don't even think it's abuse. Maybe it's sure. love. It's a different kind of love. Yes. And, you know, this question is to both of you. There yeah. are some strong women out there, but when it comes to this, yeah. they just don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. Can you talk to them about it? How to identify it? When do you know it's a problem? And what's the right way to reach out to you? Sure. So I would say if you feel you are unsafe and not respected in your relationship, it is time to talk to someone about it, right? Um, I usually often use the words love is respect, there is dignity, and there is just a sense of respect and dignity and safety is what we're looking for. So love, like exactly like you said, there's, there's people define love based on how they were brought up, based on what they see with their peers, and that is not necessarily love, right? So I think there's a reframing of the narrative that needs to happen about what does love really look like, and we see that a lot with our teens. They don't yeah. necessarily understand or comprehend love or wonder what it is, right? right. And, and of course with all of our adults as well. Um, so I'd say I think if you don't feel safe in your relationship, it is definitely time to like talk to a friend, talk to an organization. Uh, I would also say with organizations as Narika and many other organizations, the barrier is very low to entry. You can always call in and okay. tell us, hey, you need help. And we're not going to say, hey, we don't think you're a victim of abuse unless we, we actually yeah. don't think you are. Yeah. Uh, but you can always reach out, talk to someone and then figure things out together. Right. I think the most important piece is to make sure that you don't one does not feel alone. I think in this world, we're really moving. We're uh, like plummeting towards isolation yeah. while um, the, the overarching theme is hey let's make sure we're forming more community with each other let's take the time to find community in each other as well as support each other if we're in a good place with ourselves it's time to help someone else right sure. so I would say to your question of how does someone reach out for help we have a website which has our toll free number it's a 1-800 number uh, anyone can call in at any point 24-7 and speak to one of our counselors and then we can discuss and go forward um, I know a big barrier to entry has typically been hey I don't want to give my name out right. um, and no one has to tell us their name that's okay that's one of the reasons why we have a phone line it is to say hey you don't have to feel the burden of walking through a door showing us who you are and feeling the need to actually say okay I'm ready to identify as someone who's a survivor right right maybe all you're doing is figuring it out you're trying to figure out hey is this is this is this what relationships look like yeah and we can go on the discovery together right sure. it's just important that ask for help reach out the barrier is the the uh, the bar is bar super low exactly yeah, right so reach out speak to someone and then we'll figure it out together yeah, yeah. so Reno, just to you know as a continuation to that what <laughs> is the barrier really you know and you have heard this before i cannot imagine someone like you to to stay put in like that i'm sure you've heard this before yeah of course what is it so you for you it was you know the immigration that so comes in the, for me it was we talk going back 33 years it was you know the first thing is your parents of course if you tell them they'll the first reaction is you must have done something wrong of course the girl always has to do something sure. wrong yeah. or the second thing is um, what are people going to say don't tell anybody don't tell don't call anybody right that's the second thing and then after that is don't worry you know what, you, maybe you pissed him off or he got angry, um, talk about it, sit down, and he'll get over it. Uh, I, I really want people to understand, nobody gets over abuse. Um, when somebody starts hitting physically, and even you talk about the emotional and the financial, went through all three, um, it, you're not going to get over it. You have to seek help, and it's not help that's going to, you know, 
30 days, 60 days. It's not like a pill you take and, okay, you're going to wake up and one morning he's going to stop doing that. Right. And I think in my case, a lot of people say, well, God, you were this tough cookie. I was this tough cookie. But when you get into a relationship that's a negative relationship, when you don't have any support, um, you feel isolated, and then you start losing confidence. And in my case, I was the only one here. I was all alone. And I had children. So the green card played a big thing in mine because mm-hmm. I was on this conditional green card. So the threat on my head was, um, and I know Social Security, so money was not coming to me. I was working in this company, but I wasn't getting paid because I didn't have a Social Security. I was basically illegal over here, right? Wow. Initially, and then I got my uh, green card, conditional. And even then, until you get the you know final green card, you're restricted to work. So... I went through all three, emotional, no money, Money. where am I going to go? You know, I have to ask him for money. I didn't have any bank accounts, nothing. Without a social, you can't do anything. So for that reason, you stick around, right? And it wasn't until I got my uh, green card, I just got really fed up one day and said I've had enough. But even then, I didn't have the courage. He had to serve me papers. So I pushed him to the point where I said, okay, fine, I'm going to become so terrible. You're just going to have to serve me papers so I can leave. And I celebrate. And actually, Thanksgiving was my divorce. I celebrate Thanksgiving. I say thank you on Thanksgiving. But um, going back, if I'd had, you know, people say, why should I call Narika identifying? If I'd had an organization that could have called and said, hey, you know, I'm in this situation. What do I do? Maybe somebody could have advised me immigration-wise right. or something, right. you know? Yeah. So now the laws have changed. Laws have changed tremendously and I didn't even have cell phones at the time so now when you hear about digital abuse I can relate to it with young kids yeah. you know uh, being bullied it starts from that yeah, yeah. stalking being bullied um, in actual fact I just recently hired somebody who was telling me that she was engaged to somebody mm. and she broke up the engagement because it wasn't working out and then he went and created a Facebook when he found out she was getting married to somebody else mm-hmm. created a fake Facebook account and started posting all kinds of conversations that they had had on text mm. on oh, Facebook she, she had oh, to hire God. an attorney to take care of this mm-hmm. now wow. that's abuse she wasn't getting hit yeah but that's abuse Absolutely. right yeah. yeah so going back uh you know bindu you reached out to me you obviously had a reason, right? Yeah. It's prevalent, right? This is happening today. Absolutely. It's not just happening with, uh, you know, it's happening with well-to-do women, with women that are not educated, with women that are educated. Uh, I'm focusing on women because I'm a woman. I'm sure it happens with men, but I think most Primarily. of your calls are probably women. Right. Um, what, what, what kind of results has Narika seen when you actually have some of these come out? Do you have any success stories you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, I, would, I think success is a, is a relative term always. Yeah. And what I've growingly learned is separation sometimes is not the easiest, is, is an easy success metric, but not necessarily the most accurate one, right? And so, yes, separation is great, but there needs to be time for healing and for, for just, just developing, right? Because otherwise what we're seeing with even instances of separation is often the person goes on to attract it again elsewhere. Yeah. It, it may be someone who's harming someone that goes on to find another relationship where they can harm someone else, etc. Right. So um, I think, I mean, back to your point, um, a lot of our success has been with supporting women with their lawyers. Um, law, lawyers are very expensive and even your successful women really can't afford a lawyer. How yeah. long can you afford a lawyer um, for family law and immigration? So a lot of our support is also in just getting immigration help pro bono for many of our 
our clients, family law help pro bono for our clients, um, counseling, right? Just having someone that they can speak to, really having a purpose to be able to wake up in the morning and say, hey, I, I, I feel like someone's gotten my back is something that Narika contributes with. Um, and definitely our seed programs. A lot of our economic empowerment programs are what many of our survivors who don't have a way to make money if they're on their way out of a relationship um, are like, hey, what do I do? Maybe I'm in, a, in an immigration status where I cannot make any money. What do I do? Is there, is there a way I can start my own business? What, what are other ways that I can make money to be financially stable as well? That's uh, wonderful. So you guys have support for all of this. We do. And we have support wonderful. groups as well um, wow. where we have a lot of women really talk to each other and really find solace and that community with someone else that has also gone through it because many times if we're doing one-on-one we'll always have a client say well how do you really even understand my story you've not been through it while when they are in a community of women that have all experienced it there is a is a beauty and a vulnerability around it right, right. And, and just around sharing um but yeah we've we've definitely heard you know one i think the one that shook me a lot was um a, a story of a client that basically her you know her husband i mean a guest came into the house um the husband said well go make tea and she went, she brought back tea, he took a sip, he got up, he went to the room, he came out, and then, and he had a hammer in his head, in his hand, and he proceeded to hit her on Over the a head, cup of tea? Over a cup of tea that wasn't hot. Um, in front of a guest, right? And this was a woman that came in. She's in the Bay Area. You know, these are these are stories that exist every single day around us. And I think part of why I had reached out to you is this is really just this overwhelming need for all all of us to understand it's happening behind closed doors. It continues to happen. I think I came to this country feeling this like, oh well, it's in India. It's not. Of course, it's not happening here. It yeah. can't be happening here. Not at all, right? But just to recognize the sheer volume of what happens and the frequency of it, we support around. 30 to 40 women every single week and that's with like a staff count of like under four people Um, so imagine and I I know the stats and that's just those who are calling in so what about those who are not calling in exactly and to your point what about the people that don't even recognize it's Mm -hmm. happening to them right the circle of people that don't even identify as a survivor or that it's happening is a a large circle of people right Um, and there's a lot of different reasons why someone chooses to stay silent it's often their children it's often immigration it's often you know uh, many times it's I love him you know there's a simple you know I believe him when he says he will change I believe you know I will forgive him I'll be the bigger person and many times people hang around 32 years yep. um, hoping just Things for love change. right yeah. um, or for their children you know um, but and actually I think people don't realize that by hanging out in a relationship like that your children your children grow up seeing that abuse it's it continues on because then they many of them will feel that of this course. is okay. Of course, no, and that's why they can either be the victims or, or be the you know the person themselves right. because it's okay to hit someone, absolutely. right? So you're raising yeah. both kinds. Yeah, to and there is actually a statistic around how children that are in these situations definitely go on to attract that, right? Yeah. Um, and the stat actually goes on to say that each, it's uh, the often the average age is under 14 that this child will go on to then abuse another child. Wow. Um, just because that is their way of regaining control that they feel they have lost in their family, right? right? So they, when they feel like they have been a victim, usually their answer about how do I regain control here is let me go hurt someone else, right? right. And, and imagine that cycle continuing, right? That right. intergenerational trauma right. that we pass on. Um, yeah, so people yeah. who are staying put, they're actually passing it on, not really helping your own kids, but it's making them, making it worse. What's your message for people, you know, the guest out there, and you know that a third person is in an abusive marriage. What's your role, and uh, how do you think people can, you know, 
just educate us. What should the guest have done sure. if you know that there's this you know abusive marriage? Yeah, I would say I think the most important thing is to be supportive of what someone wants to do. Um, we often see, and this was a big learning for me myself. There is often this desire for us to save other people. Yeah, and so we'll want to swoop in and save someone and take them away and like make them whole again, right? But that's not how life works, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and and so my biggest lesson is always be supportive of what that person wants. That pe- person may choose to stay, and so support them through that and say, hey, I'm with you. You know, whatever you need while you're staying in this relationship, I will help you with that. Is it groceries? Is it is it like 10 minutes of sleep while I take care of your child? Whatever it is, help them through that. And if they choose to leave, support them with that as well. So right. being supportive no matter what, I would say, is the, is the biggest message I always have, which has been really hard for me to process, but still very important. Um, and the second thing is know your resources. Know that organizations as Narika and so many other organizations exist. Like as early as like three years ago, I didn't know that this support system existed. Right. I had friends who disclosed to me and I said, oh, crap, like we're going to figure it out because I didn't know nonprofits like this existed. Right. But they do exist. So it's important that we all are just very aware of the resources that exist, like Narika, where there's free counseling and free resources all around, right? Just waiting for people that need that help and, and send people to us because we we will know to do, we will be able to support them better, right? And right. as experts, we'll be able to support them. Um, and sometimes, many times, uh, bystanders or friends are, uh, ju- it's, it's too overwhelming for them, right? Yeah. And so, like, pass them along to someone else, support them as much as you can. Um, I would also say, for each of us, self-care is extremely important. It is important that we, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that comes up and abuse that is created from just all of us just being under a lot of stress and, and a lot of just lack of emphasis on self-care. So as people, all of us, I just think, need to be more primed and focused for just taking care of each of us yeah. first, right? Let's all take care of ourselves better, um, know your resources, be kind to <laughs> each other, right? Um, and That's yeah. hard. It's so <laughs> basic, yeah, but, it's so but basic you need someone on the radio to tell you to yeah. be yeah. kind. Yeah. Can you believe that? what it is, compassion. To yourself. Yeah. 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 To yourself yeah. and to yourself, yeah. right. Yeah. Because they always say you have to love yourself first. If you don't love yourself first, then how is someone else going to love you? Yeah. So, now, you know, Narika is obviously, you know, since we're on an India, uh, Indian uh, radio station, sure. um, Narika, does it target only Asian Indians or is it open? Do you? So we primarily support um, Asian and like a- our South Asian communities right. um, and the reason, and yet we have not, we don't say no to anyone, right? right. So if any male, female, LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. non-Asian comes through the doors, we're fine with that and we support everyone. Um, what I've also learned is how important it is to have culturally specific services Mm -hmm. in this space because our culture plays a huge our identity that is rooted in our culture our religion our all of that is is it plays an important role in our decision making right and so there are nonprofits that may say hey if you're not ready to leave we can't help you but it takes typically a culturally responsive organization to say hey, we get you. We understand when you say, hey, my mom's like mad yeah. about it and my mother... Oh, oh, destiny says this is your right. pati day for the rest of your life. Seven, <laughs> seven births. What's with you, man? Not oh, seven times. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so I, I really think it takes that. Um, and, the, and the other part to this is 
how do we raise the consciousness about cultural responsiveness in all of our service providers? So, for example, working with the police department, when they have a house call where they come in in a domestic violence situation with an Indian family, sometimes they don't realize people respond differently. Like many mm -hmm. of our women will look at the police and say, no, I don't really need help, but it's code for, oh, yeah. my God, take me out yeah. of here, yeah. right? right? But they don't understand it. Like, they're just like, oh, you said I don't need help. Of course you don't need help. I'm going to go, right? Yeah. And they're overworked and all of that. But it just, it, it, I think the, our, our lawyers, our district attorneys, like all these service providers, it's, it's really important that everyone understands just cultural connotations and cultural responses um, to things like abuse and, and that we're raising that awareness as well. So it is, I, I would say it's organizations like Naika, Maitri, et cetera, that really play a role in that. Um, um, and we need a lot more of that, I would say. Right. So just before we close, do people really change? Like, do you have cases where, you know, like, oh, then again, you know, he just hit me once. And then have you ever had situations where you, you've, you know, people have, you've sent them for counseling and stuff and it's worked out? What's your uh, data like? What does that look like? Um, I would say... <laughs> okay, is saying no. Just to listen to us on the about just the tupper, you know. I it mean, starts there. Yeah, it starts with the tupper because even if you think about it, even if what you're doing with your children as well, you know, you start with the one tupper and then it never ends, right? So I, I, you really need help. If you can get to the point of raising your hand on an adult, I mean, kids is one thing, but an adult, um, you got a serious issue. you got a serious issue and you, it's going to take a lot of, and you have to accept fault. And mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing I've seen, especially, again, on an Indian radio station, ego. Ego is a huge problem. You know, it's like, I'm not going to accept this, that I'm at fault. You irritated me, so I decided to give you a thappar. No, but then I'm sorry, it'll never happen again, but yeah, it happens but the you, next day. Yeah, same, the chai was cold, yeah. so I decided to hit you with a hammer, because sh next time, make, make better chai, right? Yeah, and I, I would just add on that, I mean, we've definitely seen some stories of mediation and things working out. Mm -hmm. um, I will say it plays into... The idea of making sure we're all really aware about our rights, you know, yeah, like yeah. know your rights as in terms of your finances, know your rights as a spouse, know your rights as an immigrant in the country, those are important because otherwise you're just going to listen to what someone says. Sure. So many of our best stories are usually when finally women are like, hey, I actually know my rights. Yeah. Like, do you, yeah. do you, you know, let's not play this game where you tell me I'm going to get deported because I'm not. Like, yeah. Or get out of the house, the house is mine. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it, it yeah. really takes all of us. The mm -hmm. other message I will say is it, just start figuring that stuff out. Like, you know, have you looked, do you know what your finances look like? Do you know where your legal documents are? Like, figure that stuff out. While things are go still golden, like, figure it out, right? right. Um, and, and those things help because it, it keeps us all empowered and awaken, uh, awoken in this um, um, thing. And I think it, it really helps all of us go, go forward. Yeah. All right. There's so hope for us. <laughs> there is. So do you want to give out the 1-800 number and your website so people listening to us can? Sure. It's 1-800-215-7318. Uh, and the website is www.narika.org. Um, so you can reach out to us at www.narika.org. There is a form that you can reach out through, uh, and there is that 1-800 number as well. You can call in at any point, 24-7. Uh, if we're not able to answer you right away, feel free to leave a message, and we'll get back to you right away. And again, nothing is off limits. Feel free to call at any point, and uh, that's what we're here for, and we're happy to contribute and support in any way possible. Awesome. I don't thank remember you, the number. Thank you so much for being <laughs> on the show. What? You remember narika.org. Narika.org. Narika. Narika. That's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> I'm right. My message to all the listeners is you know what just do it 
you know, you cannot stay in a negative relationship. You know, this no, the Pati Dev is not there for the rest of your life. You know, you need to think about yourself. And you know who you are. Yeah, you need to. You do it for your kids. If you have kids, you need to do it. You owe it to your children. All right. Thank you so much, Bindu. Thank you so much, Reno. Happy New Year to you guys. Thank you for being here. Merry Christmas first. Yes, yes, yes. All of that. Thank you so much. We don't have time on Candid Conversations with Reno. Dylan, you'll be back next week. Stay tuned to Radio Zindagi. Jai Jai.